After Buzz TV's Chief Operating Officer, Phil Svitek, comes a weekly digital series that shares his insights, concepts, and findings from years of learning and mentorship. Welcome to Phil Svitek Podcast. Welcome. Glad you're joining me for today's lesson. By way of introduction, I'm Phil Svitek, and I've been with AfterBuzz TV since its inception back in 2011. For those unfamiliar, AfterBuzz TV is a leader in TV discussion. In fact, we've been dubbed the ESPN of TV talk. Today's lesson will teach you how to be more effective, both personally and professionally. First, let me ask you a question. I promise there's a point. Imagine an assistant tasked with reaching out to someone to get an important answer. The assistant first emails the person directly because they have their contact information. But no answer comes, so instead they call the person's office. So now the question is, has the assistant done his job? We'll wait while you think about the answer. In fact, write in the comment section below. Got it? All right, back to Phil. Now, if you said it was a trick question, then guess what? You're correct. The answer of whether or not the assistant did his job depends solely on if the call the person made allowed him to speak to the person he was reaching out to in the very first place. That, and if the assistant got the answer to the question needed. This is not the first time you've forgotten something important. It's not the first time this week. And it worries me when someone feels they have to go over your head and come to me. Snitches. Do you know, I've never seen you write anything down. You've got two computers. I don't even know what you use them for. You've got to have some sort of system. It's all up there. Yeah, but it's not all up there, is it? Most of it is. I see this sort of thing happen a lot, and not just with assistants. An employee gets tasked with something, does it to the best of his abilities, but comes back empty-handed. In my experience, employees get scolded for this and then wonder why. Wonder why? Really? Stop and think about it. Come on. The why is quite simple. They get scolded because they didn't actually accomplish the tasks. Look, I get the impression that you'd rather be popular than steer the ship in the right direction. Well, rubbish. And I resent the accusation because this branch has performed very well. well it's so... performed OK. I wanted to perform a lot better. There you go. What is better? Because I could show you a graph of people versus task and where does the line go? The line so... goes where I want it to go. Now, if you can't improve your margin and your volume sales with or without making people laugh, if you can't do that, you and I are going to have to have a very serious chat. Is this why you're around all the time, keeping tabs on me, because I don't need a babysitter? Well, with um, respect, David, I think you do. Millennials especially have been praised solely on the basis of their participation and effort. What are you doing? That expert at the school said trophies are bad for kids. It's all part of grit. No, no. My trophies were earned. Even the soccer one? I went to most of the practices. You might have heard it once. You might have heard it twice, but here it is again. In the real world, work and otherwise, participation isn't the primary metric. Successfully completing tasks is the primary metric. In his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss writes that, Effectiveness is doing the things that get you closer to your goals. Efficiency is performing a given task, whether important or not, in the most economical manner possible. Being efficient without regard to effectiveness is the default of the universe. A door-to-door salesman nowadays may be efficient at selling magazines, but you got to ask yourself, is it indeed the most effective way of going about selling magazines at the highest volume? Probably not. Then again, you can do something effectively and be inefficient. This oftentimes ends up costing you or the company money and lots and lots of time. 
Therefore, the last part of Ferris's quote is key. In an ideal scenario, you want to be both effective and efficient. Here are four quadrants available to us when we look at efficiency and effectiveness. In the worst quadrant possible, we're both ineffective and inefficient. We're not only pursuing the wrong goals, but we suck at going about them. It's as if we were going in a race in the opposite direction at a snail's pace. You're going the wrong way! He says we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Thank you, thanks a lot. The next worst quadrant is being efficient at something without effectiveness. It's number three on the list because you're not actually getting anything done. You're pursuing something, of course, but it's the wrong goal. So we backtracked a tad. Tad! A tad, Lloyd! You drove almost a sixth of the way across the country in the wrong direction! Now we don't have enough money to get to Aspen. We don't have enough money to get home. We don't have enough money to eat. We don't have enough money to sleep. The number two quadrant is doing something effectively, but not being as efficient about it. If you can't do things as both effectively and efficiently as possible, then at least do them effectively with inefficiencies. This way you ensure the right tasks are indeed done. Now, of course, the holy grail in this is doing something where you're both effective and efficient. You have chosen wisely. Here's another scenario for you taken from Tim's book. A person who checks emails 30 times a day and has an organized folder system isn't as effective as someone who knocks out his or her emails very fast and then is able to get back on track to their work projects. Now, this is not a license to be sloppy or disorganized, not by any means. As mentioned, you should be effective and efficient. But in this case, the person who is able to respond to emails quickly probably does have a system to ensure that nothing is lost in the shuffle, whether that be now or in the future. I feel the real reason why people and companies become ineffective is because goals are either too poorly defined or are lost in a sea of other metrics and goals. Have you ever heard the term KPI? It stands for Key Performance Indicator the metric above all else that showcases the health of any venture. Quite literally, the goal. Let me use sports as an analogy, specifically soccer. The past World Cup in Russia, the two previous World Cup winners in Spain and Germany, absolutely dominated both possession and passing percentages. Spain averaged close to 70% possession with a 91% passing completion rate. Germany had slightly less than Spain, with 65% in possession and 89% in passing. On paper, two great stats and two great categories. But the only metric that truly matters in soccer is goal scored against your opponents. And that's where both Spain and Germany failed while France succeeded. Which, by the way, congrats to France for winning the tournament. I had an instinct about them, and they didn't disappoint. So kudos to them. Anyways, the point is that to be effective, which, like Tim Ferriss, I urge you to let that become your first goal in anything you do. You must define for yourself, and of course others, what it is that matters most. What is the thing above all things that will propel you or the business forward best? Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. Oh, sure, that's great when you're a kid, but uh, you're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to 
think about getting some ambition. Well, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Now, of course, it can alter, and it should. No business should be overly rigid, but you should know it clearly. Be able to write it down and explain it to others, because if you can't, then you don't truly know it. This is actually a lesson Christopher Robin, who ironically is an efficiency expert for his company, learns from Winnie the Pooh in the latest Disney movie. I recommend you check it out because it's a wonderfully, wonderfully magical film that I absolutely loved. If you want more of my thoughts on this movie, check out Anatomy of a Movie, another weekly series I host. Now, I could go on and on with other examples, but I won't. He's not kidding. He could go on and on and on. However, we feel it's best if you comment with some of your own scenarios. That way, we can read and respond to see if you truly understand the difference. A quiz, if you will, but a fun one, because all of us get to participate and help one another. So, get to it. I feel by this point you have a good grasp of what is effective and what is efficient. Remember, if push comes to shove, be effective with poor efficiency. But let's talk about how to truly achieve the end goal, the goal of being both effective and efficient. The best way I can explain it is through my own experience. In the early days of AfterBuzz TV, when podcasting was barely a hobby for people, let alone an industry, we struggled to find ways of being effective. Now, mind you, I'm not knocking us in any way. The methods to accomplish what we were aiming for simply didn't exist. Kevin Ondergaro and I banged our heads day in and day out, figuring out solutions. But little by little, we solved what we needed to, and we were able to do things that once seemed quite impossible, or at least faraway dreams. It was a miracle just to accomplish the things we did. We knew for well how imperfect the earlier systems actually were, but they worked, and that was reason enough to rejoice. And for a short while, rejoice we did. But not for long. It's not in Kevin's nature, and certainly not mine, to be idle while doing the same meticulous and oftentimes monotonous routines. When we knew it could be done better, we had this deep-rooted feeling it was possible, somehow, some way. Nothing before indicated that it was indeed possible. We were told we were crazy, in fact. After all, what we were doing was miles and miles beyond what anyone else had done at the time. And yet, as mentioned, we had this feeling that there was a way to streamline it further. So we banged our heads some more. In the end, though, we did what we set out to do. We upped our systems and protocols, a practice we continue to this very day. The lesson there is, start with becoming effective and then tinker until you become efficient with what you're being effective towards. That is how you achieve the holy grail of the best quadrant. That is how you become effective and efficient. Moving forward, please be mindful of this fact. People default to ineffective efficiencies because they don't ever stop to think about why they're doing something. Now, listen, I don't knock them. That can be tough. Who has the time for this, especially at a job where you're told by your superiors to do something? In fact, some bosses even despise it when you suggest something different. Luckily, that doesn't happen here at AfterBuzz TV. However, there's a story I heard about someone who did an internship. The interns at this company had to input data in a system. Scott work, really. But the person came up with a code that allowed the data to be input at lightning fast speed. What would have taken an entire summer with a team of 10 interns could be done in less than two days. There was a problem though. The superiors said no. They said it's not how they do things here. So the summer of 10 people was wasted that year. I wish I had suggestions on how to really deal with those types of situations. The best I can offer you is to find another job that will value your passion towards improvement. 
Or if the timing isn't right and you can't afford to look for a job at that particular moment, then suck it up until you can switch. Now, shall we make a pact to stop being ineffective and also to stop preaching efficiency for the sake of efficiency? Just because someone tries hard at something is no reason to heap praise upon them. If they get it done, then great. If they get it done in the best possible way, then that's truly cause for applause. As a side note, before I wrap out, the reason I love what I do here at AfterBuzz TV, and especially with this podcast, is because podcasting has proven to be an effective means of connecting and communicating with audiences. There's a deeper bond, more than TV and more than radio. And so I sincerely thank you for tuning in. So now move forth and be the most effective and efficient person that you can be. To help you out, here's some quotes to inspire you. It's 5 p.m. at the office. Working fast, you finished your task for the day and want to go home. But none of your colleagues have left yet. So you stay another hour or two surfing the web and reading your emails again so you don't come off as a slacker. It's an unfortunate reality that efficiency often goes unrewarded in the workplace. It's an unfortunate reality that efficiency often goes unrewarded in the workplace. As a leader, you must consistently drive effective communication. Meetings must be deliberate and intentional. Your organizational rhythm should value purpose over habit and effectiveness over efficiency. Management is efficiency in climbing the ladder of success. Leadership determines whether the ladder is leaning against the right wall. Calm, open debate, and logical thought drive strength to its maximum effectiveness. Teaching is hard. It takes a lot of skill. Not everyone who tries can do it well. We need to admit that and act accordingly. We should reward and respect great teachers by paying them more. And we should stop rewarding seniority over effectiveness. Just a few vital things before you start watching previous episodes of Phil's. First, the transcript of this episode is available in the description. That way, you can review the lesson at your convenience. Also, for your benefit, we've included a link to Tim Ferriss' The 4-Hour Workweek. It's an Amazon link that by clicking directly and using to buy the book, you'll not only get a great book, but you'll be able to help out this podcast as well. How is that? We've partnered with Amazon, whereby if you purchase through our links, we get a percentage of the sale. That's at no increased cost to you. It's a win-win. If you'd like to support the show even more, you can go over to patreon.com slash and leave a donation. Any amount is truly appreciated. And be sure to leave any opinions or questions you may have so Phil or I can reply. We're always excited to read what you have to share with us. If you enjoyed this video, then hit that like button and brag about what you learned to your friends and family. Maybe that way they'll finally start checking us out too. Subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or on YouTube to get new episodes automatically when they release. Lastly, if you're a host or a college student seeking an internship and you're in the LA area, feel free to apply to AfterBuzz TV via our contact page. A direct link is provided. Or, of course, you can tweet at BillCityTech or Instagram me at BonjourJuliet. Thanks for watching. I'm Jill Bivere, a producer on the show, and we will see you next time where Phil teaches us what negative visualization is and how it can benefit you. That makes... what? How could... Okay, well, I'm definitely tuning in because I don't know how that makes sense, but I will learn next week. (laughs) Bye, guys.